and welcome to episode number 26, the Saquon Barkley episode of Sports Bar Talk. No, 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 no. We're not dedicating this episode to the great New York Giants and Penn State running back. I have, I'm obligated to mention Penn State otherwise. Some people will get mad at me that are Penn State fans in here that I didn't mention that, but anyway... It's episode 26, and we are, I think we're two weeks from Christmas on Friday. I don't know. (laughs) But, this is episode 26, and I'm going to try and make this episode not go 30 minutes this time, so let's get right into it. This is Sports Bar Talk. We got the best seat in the house. Now, we're going to start with football, but we're not jumping into the picks quite yet. We're going into college football and the uh, scheduling rodeo that we've got going on here in college football, Ohio State and Michigan. Well, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I have to say that team up north, we were supposed to play them, actually beat them by like 30 points this Saturday, but that team up north, they had a little COVID outbreak. They missed their game last week. I forget who they played last week. But all in all, they were going to have 40, they still had contact tracing and guys on their COVID list. So all in all, they were only going to have 45, they had 45 players that weren't going to be able to suit up. That's too much for them, so they couldn't play. And they admit the uh, athletic director for that team up north actually said, you know, this was not a move to try and get Ohio State out of the playoff. We actually believe Ohio State should be in the playoff, and he thinks the Big Ten should have changed their rules to get Ohio State in the title game because that'll make more money for the conference. And the Big Ten did just that. So, the original rule was you had to play at least six games to be in contention for the Big Ten title game. Ohio State would have come up just short at about five games. The Big Ten met yesterday. They changed the rule in the best interest of the conference. There's no minimum requirement. So, Ohio State will be playing the Northwestern Wildcats in the Big Ten title game. If Ohio State wins, they will most likely go on to a playoff. If Northwestern wins that game, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be chaos. I Excuse me. I would think Northwestern probably, well, they can't go to the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is a playoff semifinal, so it would probably be a New Year's Six Bowl. Unless something absolutely crazy happens and Bama chokes and loses their last two games. I don't know what. I think it's just all riding on. I think Ohio State will win the game pretty easily. Uh, Anyway, um, I think actually Northwestern and Ohio State played each other last year in the Big Ten title game. Or a couple years ago they did. Uh, But Northwestern's a team that some years they play Ohio State tough. It hasn't been the case the past couple seasons. But... Should be a fun game no matter what. Uh, you also, in the college football world, you have Alabama. The playoff rankings are very interesting this year, you know. It's more of the eye test this year and not just qual- and not the normal criteria the committee's looking at. Quality wins. Uh, um, strength of schedule. They're not looking at the usual requirements this year. It's all based on the eye test and... Probably number of games played. So, you're going to see, like, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame, who who might get in. 
They've played like 11 or 12 games. They're going to get in the playoffs. And you'll see Ohio State, who's only played like five or six games. It's going to be, it's 2020 in a nutshell. But it's very interesting. I, I can't wait to see what transpires, you know. So we have the final week of the regular season for Big Ten football this upcoming week uh, on the 12th. You, then you have, I think you might have some conference championships this week too. I don't think so. I think what the conferences did that started on time back in September, they allowed these last couple weeks or so of December to be like the filler week. So if your game got had to be postponed earlier in the year because of COVID, they moved it here to this week. So those teams are getting their games in. And then I believe all the conference championships are next week. So you do have the Army-Navy game this week. Uh, uh, in West Point. So that'll be interesting. But you'll have the conference championships next week, and then on the 20th at noon, right before all the NFL games, you'll find out the four teams in the playoff that'll play on New Year's Day, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, are the two playoff semifinals this year, a New Year's tradition unlike any other, the college football playoff on ESPN. Uh, so that is college football Real quick, I will mention the NBA preseason games. We're recording this on Thursday. They do get started tomorrow on Friday. Um, be very interesting. Be very, very interesting with NBA. And the James Harden saga, I'll bring that up real quick because, you know, they started practice last week. He skipped out. He skipped out. Uh, he was someone on social media posted he was in a, uh, a nightclub. So... Clearly breaking protocol. It hadn't even shown up, so. Um, but he returned, and now he has to register six consecutive negative COVID tests. He arrived at Houston, I believe it was either yesterday or uh, Tuesday. Um, and he has to register six consecutive negative COVID tests before he can join the team. A lot of rumors he'll be traded Originally, he just wanted to go to the Nets to form a super team with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, although you can make the case that already is a super team. Then he said, oh, I might be interested in going to Philadelphia, which I think would be the best move. Team up with Embiid and Ben Simmons. That makes them title contenders right off the bat. I've also heard, and this just was reported this morning by my guy Shams over at uh, Stadium, uh... He might be going to the... He said now he might add his list the Miami Heat, which would be a big move. Team up with Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio. Or the Milwaukee Bucks. And I tell you what, if James Harden goes to the Bucks, that probably convinces Giannis to stay long-term and sign that super max deal that he has until December 21st to sign. So, that's the James Harden situation. I didn't plan on talking about James Harden today, but I kind of brought it up there, so I... Spend a little bit on it. But let's dive into the picks. Thursday night football. The New England Patriots take on the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Patriots just played the Chargers in LA on Sunday. Blew them out 45-0. So the Patriots, instead of making a cross-country flight back to New England and coming back three days later, they decided to just stay in Los Angeles. I think they practiced at the UCLA facility. Uh, special teams guy listed as a wide receiver, but he's only out there for special teams and kick coverage. Matthew Slater, UCLA alumni, so I think they had him speak to the team, actually. Uh, meant a lot to him, I know. But this is going to be a fun game because the Patriots aren't out of it yet. 
They most likely need the playoffs. A lot of experts are saying they're going to have to win out, and they've certainly done that. They beat the Cardinals the week at the uh, Sunday of Thanksgiving. They absolutely demolished the Chargers 45-0. It was tip- It was vintage Patriots, in my opinion. Defense got a lot of the points. Gunnar Oshensky, the kick, the punt returner, had a touchdown, and then he had another nice run to about the 15 or 10-yard line. And they had a blocked field goal for a touchdown. And Cam- but Cam Newton... You know, it's not pretty stat. It's not a pretty stat line if you look at the passing yards. The last two games, he's only thrown for about sixty yards, and they've still won the game. He's running the football a lot more, but he's getting touchdowns, and it's mostly from his feet at the goal line. You, you can, you can make easy money if you bet Cam Newton the, when the Patriots are at the goal line or have a goal to go situation inside the five. Cam Newton's gonna run that football. Uh only guy that'll do it normally, or Lamar Jackson, he's doing it. He's going to run it. Um, but then on the other side, the Rams, first place in the NFC West. I did not see that coming end of October. When I sat here at the end of October, Jared Goff is actually getting more and more confident. He's low-key got some great receivers to throw to in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Also, he has a couple tight ends he can throw to in Tyler Higby and Gerard Everett. And then you have the free running back system. You never know which if you you never know which one will go off in each game. Sometimes both will go off. Cam Akers is st- slowly starting to uh, get confidence. He's done such a good job running the football. And then you have Daryl Henderson. He's he's doing all right, and Malcolm Brown's doing all right. I think the Patriots will actually win this game tonight. I think they will. Uh, I think Newton will play some good football. He's got some good wide receivers. That and uh, well, some wide receivers: Jacoby Myers, De- Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry. I think the Patriots find a way to win this game. I think it'll be a lot like this Jets game a couple weeks ago or this Cardinals game. Give me the Patriots twenty-four twenty. Patriots also could still win the NFC East or. AFC East, excuse me. They would win the NFC East if they were in the NFC East, because that, oh my. Um, but I think the Patriots will win the AFC East. Um, well, they, I don't think they'll win. They, it's going to be close. Uh, all right, let's, uh, so many good games this week. Let's do the our featured 1 and 4 o'clock game. Uh, the Vikings and the Buccaneers. Uh, this is going to be a big game for the wild card purposes because the Vikings started one and five, I believe. Let me make sure my math is correct on that. And now they're the seven seed in the playoffs. Now the games and the games they lost, Dalvin Cook hasn't played, so the difference a player makes is absolutely huge. They have Cook back. They look. Like a completely different team when Dalvin Cook is in that lineup. So here we go. They lost to the Packers week one, Colts week two, Titans week three. They won, so they're one and three, one and four, one and five, two and five. So they were one and five at one point, and now here they are. Uh, I believe they're six and six. Yeah, six and six, and they are the number seven seed in the playoffs. Taking on a team that they're only a game back of, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With Brady, Gronk, Evans, Godwin, 
Antonio Brown, yeah. It's very, very confusing what's going on with the Buccaneers. Now, I uh, a lot of rumors is that Bruce Arians, the head coach, does Brady need some guy like Belichick? I don't know. Uh, it's very interesting. I I knew the Chiefs would win their last game. Now, they had a bye week this past week. I don't know, man. The Patriots? Patriots. Buccaneers, we'll see what happens. This is a big game for them. Big game. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, if the Bucks don't make the playoffs or they lose, like, their first wild card game, here's a here's something that I think could happen. Bruce gets fired. Every year we're talking about offensive coordinator for the Patriots, Josh McDaniels. We're talking about him always being available. He's always one of the hot topics to be a coach. Candidates, what if the Buccaneers went out and got Josh McDaniels as their head coach? Brady knows his offense very well. They have a connection, McDaniels and Brady. That It just seems like a natural fit to me. I mean, we'll see what happens, but if the Buccaneers fail to make the playoffs or if they don't have a good showing in the playoffs... I'd like to see Josh McDaniels become the head coach of the Bucks. I would love to see it. I think that would be the best chance for Brady uh, to thrive in Tampa Bay. Or if you got, like, some guy, or Matt Patricia even, maybe, <laughs> who's now uh, available for hire. Be very interesting. A lot of possibilities there. All right. I like the Buccaneers to win the game, however. 28-20. Uh, to 20. Uh, The Vikings... They can't keep pace with a passing offense. Although, and the Vikings kind of scare me. They almost lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, very interesting. Alright, let's go to Monday Night Football. And the Cleveland Browns. The, wait for it, wait for this record. The 9-3 Cleveland Browns. Take on the 7-5 Baltimore Ravens. Did you ever expect me to say the 9-3 Cleveland Browns? I sure didn't. Uh, it's... I'm, a, I'm impressed. Um, with how the Browns have played. You know, even without Odell Beckham. Baker, they haven't run the ball, they haven't passed the ball much, but Baker Mayfield sure had to against Jacksonville, and he sure had did against Tennessee. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in this game. You know, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens came back from their COVID outbreak against the Cowboys. They looked pretty good. They'll have Des Bryant back. By the way, that whole situation was a fiasco. Des Bryant, they test those guys in the morning. The results came back inconclusive. Des is on the field warming up. They pull him off to give him one of those PCR tests. Again, the PCR test is that one test where you get your results back in 15 minutes, but they're sometimes inaccurate. Comes back positive. And so they just decide to send him home. I would have tested him again because it turns out that he has tested negative twice since that, since Tuesday. So... And that was Dez's revenge game against the Cowboys. 
So, it's very, very interesting to see what will happen. But the Ravens looked fine, albeit it was the Cowboys. Lamar Jackson looked pretty good. Looked like the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Um, You know, Hollywood Brown was playing pretty good. But now Baltimore's going to get their whole offense back. They just activate, They just got Mark Andrews back from the COVID list. He's cleared of COVID. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens... On Monday night, you got Mayfield. This is gonna be a very good game. It's gonna be a very. I think the Ravens win the game. I re, I think they do. Um, I still think Baltimore's a better football team, even though the Browns might be more complete. But I'm gonna pick the Ravens for my dude Alvy. What's up, Alvy? Uh, I'll pick the Ravens, 31 to 26. It'll be a good game though. It's going to be a good Monday night football game. We we have a really good slate of games. Alright. Game of the week. But it's also Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Who have finally lost a game. Take on. The Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm a Steeler fan. I'm not mad at all that they lost on Monday. I actually think they needed it. They needed to lose. And you'll see it with the players. They actually said that we're more happy we lost the game than won because it kind of humbled them and grew them up. So I think you're going to see a motivated Steelers team. And if they, I, I was saying this all week to my friends. If there's one game that the Steelers can absolutely lose and I'll be 100% fine with it, it's this week. because So now we have the same record as Kansas City, but the first tiebreaker is your record in AFC games. And this, and this game that the Steelers lost was an NFC game. So they still have the one seed, and they still have the bye. But now, unless Kansas City messes up, the Pittsburgh's going to have to go perfect from here on out. Going to be very interesting what happens Sunday night because the Steelers have are dealing with a virus that is not called the coronavirus. It's called the drop virus. All of their receivers seem to be dropping a lot of passes in their last two games. It's just very interesting. Like, Deontay Johnson, he's normally a reliable wide receiver, is dropping all these passes. Juju drops a wide-open pass that would have gone for a first down that could have changed the outcome of the game. Eric Ebron has been dropping some passes lately. And then the de- I know the defense, they are getting a little banged up. You have Robert Spillane, who came in, filled in for Devin Bush, and has played phenomenal football. Turns out he has a knee injury. Looked like it was an ACL. Thank goodness it's not. He's going to need surgery, but he'll be back in a couple weeks. Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden come out with a... with a con- And you're thinking, oh no, oh no, oh no. Turns out it's a concussion. Status uncertain for this week's game against Buffalo, but they'll be back. So, it's very... it's. The defense is kind of banged up, but I still think they're the best defense in the league. Now, they get their toughest test, in my opinion, this season in Josh Allen because of how good Josh Allen is at throwing the football, and he can also use his legs. Now, Allen has been working on his deep ball a lot lately, and he's had some pretty good wide receiver to throw to in Stephon Diggs, the former Vikings wide receiver, I should mention. He also has little man Cole Beasley, who's come up big for Buffalo. He's got... A couple tight ends he can throw to in Tyler Croft and Dawson Knox. Very, very interesting to see. 
I don't know who's going to win the football game. It's a pick It's Sunday night football. It's on your local NBC station. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth on the call. And by the way, I don't know if you caught the Sunday night football last week or football night in America, but if you watched, you know it's playoff time and the playoff pictures and whatnot and going through percentages of the probability of making the playoffs and scenarios, what has to happen. Did you catch my man? Khakis and all, Steve Kornacki, and breaking down the play, not breaking down the road to 270 and delegates, but the road to the playoffs in the final seven. It was brilliant television going off probabilities, and he looked like a natural doing it. Uh, so great, and I'm told by my sources that he will be joining the uh, Sunday Night Football team as a permanent member for the rest of the season. So you're going to... Tune in the Football Night in America at halftime of the Sunday Night Football game. You're going to see my man, khakis and all, Steve Kornacki, breaking down the road to the playoffs. And I guess this means ESPN has to go get John King or somebody, and Fox probably has to go get Bill Hemmer. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, But who wins the football game? There's no crowd, so it's going to be more like a neutral atmosphere. I think the Steelers are motivated for this more. I like Pittsburgh. Uh, I think their defense is more complete. We'll see, though. Pittsburgh, 24-17. That's the final score. All right, let's get to a food of the week. So we got... I, I haven't even thought of a food of the week. So uh, we will do... Um... We will do the Abbott Bakery as a restaurant. Now, you've probably never heard of the Abbott Bakery, but this is in Maine. This goes with New England. This is a bakery out in the middle of nowhere in Maine, up in the Moosehead Lake region. Always a fan favorite to stop at among my family on our way up to my uh, grandpa's cabin. I've mentioned my grandpa on the show before. But this bakery has a bit of everything. They have coleslaw, chicken pot pie, uh, soft serve ice cream. I think they might even have uh, homemade ice cream. But they're known for the desserts. And my dad likes the Scudder Tire Donut. I like the normal glazed donut. Uh, but they have like whoopie pies. And uh, they got, it's like a bakery, but it's on steroids. Blueberry donuts, because they got blueberry pie, because Maine is known for the blueberries. So, it quite frankly might be my favorite bakery in the world. Other than the Hershey Chocolate World Bakery. I don't know. So, Abbott, if next time you're going up to Greenville, Maine, stop by the Abbott Village Bakery. It's a really good bakery. That's all I'll leave it at. Alright, time to wrap up this episode of Sports Bar Talk. Stay safe. Wear a mask. The vaccines are coming. The Calvary is coming, as Dr. Fauci said. And this is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best scene in the house.